Hi, welcome. Thank you for tuning to Life Plus Up with your host Kevin Yang. For all the listeners, Life Plus Up is a podcast dedicated in making your life better by achieving success in three core components of life: personal, financial, and career. In each episode, we'll be bringing some of the most positive and inspiring news, followed by introducing programs to help out with personal finance. We'll coach you some professional skills to help you advance in your career, and be your resources for a better lifestyle and health. You can find the newest episode every Wednesday by follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, or much more. At the end of each episode, I will answer some of the questions from our listeners. So if you have a question, please email me or DM me on Instagram, or just by clicking on the voice link listed in the description. Remember, if you find this podcast informative and helpful, please share with someone that you think this can help. So now, let's have a great show. What is a cigar? What impression do you associate cigar with? Is it an old wise man reflecting his past on the porch in the sunset, or father sharing moments and stories with sons? Do you find it odd that cigar is one of the most presented item in all major life event celebration, but at the same time? One of the best companion with a whiskey during a heartbreak. Mark Twain, one of the most famous American writers, described his love towards cigars in his famous quote: "If heaven has no cigars, I should not go there." Other greats, such as Winston Churchill, was never shy about his passion, especially when he was asked once. About why cigar is so important to him, he replied, "Smoking cigars is like falling in love. First, you're attracted by its shape. You stay for its flavor, and you must always remember, never, never to let the flame go out. How can a roll bundle of dry and fermented tobacco leaves?" Made to be smoked becomes such an essential part of our lifestyles and history. With this question in mind, I'm happy to share that recently, I had the fortune to be invited by Joy and Grace from the NYU Stern Executive MBA program for the New Media Marketing class to participate in a project featuring cigar aficionado as a guest speaker. I will be sharing some of the fundamentals about cigar and the fascination of this mysterious world to others. So, before we dive into the cigar talk with the NYU Executive MBA team, let's take a short break. Hi, this is Kevin from Life Plus Up. Do you want to have more resources or episodes? If you do. Don't forget to visit our Patreon page listed in the show description. As being a patron to our Patreon, you'll be getting special episodes, workshops, 
or even one-on-one Zoom meetings for your life coaching plans. Be sure to sign up for our publication, The Life Business Insiders, where you can find tons of resources to help you from some of the most brilliant minds in the industry to help you to succeed in personal, financial, and career. So don't forget to subscribe to The Life Business Insider, a free online publication for all the listeners of the Life Plus Up podcast. All right, so welcome back. So as we said earlier, we have two special guests from NYU EMBA program today. Today I have the fortunes, along with my teacher Rita here at the Rex Cigar Club in Wall Street to help them with some questions about cigars. And I know that we're kicking up a mini series on the podcast, so this is a perfect timing. So Joy, Grace, nice meeting you. Hi, hi, how are you? Rita, nice to meet you. So yes, thank you very much for the invitation. I'm glad to have the cigar talk. Now, welcome to the Rec Cigar Club. So what are some questions that I can answer for you ladies? Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. So I am not a cigar smoker. What would be kind of an entry cigar for someone that, you know, hasn't um, smoked or isn't comfortable smoking? um, What's kind of an easy entry point? I see. When I first got into the cigar world, I know nothing about cigar, right? I walk into the Rec Cigar Club. One of my teacher, Ryan, brought me to the humidor, which is where they place all the cigars. And he asked me a few questions. Do you know what you like to smoke? No, I don't know what, smoke, uh, what cigars taste like. He's like, how about this? Describe to me what kind of food you like to eat. Describe me about how your palate is. And then I said, you know what? I love coffee. I drink a lot of coffee. Okay, great. That's a good start. Something that with coffee flavor. Do you like sweet, caramel, or almond? I was like, almond sounds like pretty good stuff, chilling. Okay, great. So almond, coffee. How about chocolate? Are you a milk chocolate person, dark chocolate person, or have to be like 100% cocoa chocolate person? Like the one that I ate in Prague before that really bite my tongue. It's like, you know what? I like to run around about 75% cocoa. That sounds great. He say, that's good. And now how much time you have? Because that's very important. I was like, probably about 45 minutes to an hour. And that's how I got introduced to one of my first favorite cigars, which is the Ashton Classic. That is one of the cigars that's mild to medium. And it is using a very, very light wrapper. So you can tell from far away that it's just a light color compared to a lot of cigar people think it's dark, dark stick. This is a really light. And then when I smoke it for the first time, it really made me feel like, oh, I get all the flavor and I got a little cinnamon in there. I got a little... No chocolate. I got a little, I was not say almond, but like a burnt almond. Like, a, you know how the almond tesson tastes? And it was a really relaxing things. And I paired up with a coffee at that time. And I would say that it was a really amazing experience. It changed my entire dynamic. That cigar is a, a hard, tough man biting on the cigar, hitting a golf at the same time. No, no, this is something that is relaxed after coffee or even early breakfast. And that's how I got into this world. And it's fascinating ever since. So for entry level, I will ask you guys the same questions. For Joy, do you like candies? Do you like sweets? Chocolate sounds good to me. Chocolate sounds good. Now, if you can prefer, do you like honey or do you like citrusy or do you like fruit? I think the honey. 
honey, right? So a honey chocolate, that sounds amazing as well too. Now, when you actually are smoking cigar, do you like to have the, the taste linger on your tongue for a little bit or do you want to go ahead and disappear like you're chewing on the chocolate, it doesn't, it doesn't last on your tongue too long? Which one do you think would be better for you? I'm not sure, what would you recommend? So I will say that when you're eating honey, normally the honey stays, right? It's like little liquid form, kind of thick. If that was the case, then I have a perfect cigar for you. Acid, Cuba Cuba, which is K-U-B-A, K-U-B-A, Madero. Acid, so acid is spelled as A-C-I-D, Cuba Cuba. This is gonna be like eating a honey chocolate mixed with a little burn of coffee at the very end. But when you're finishing it, you do not feel tobacco in any way. It is a special cigar that is done by Drew Estate and infused with flavor. So that's actually a very, very good way to get into the cigar world. And once you're in there, you'll be like a venture. Okay, now I try honey. Maybe Kevin said about milk chocolate. That sounds really nice. What's the milk chocolate one? Ah, now your palate just extended a little bit. You know what? I don't want milk chocolate this time. I have a bad day today. My boss was yelling at me. I want something that will go ahead and make me feel like I want to rob. Okay, then something that's more medium, a little darker. And that's how the whole entire journey begins. And trust me, it's like doing fitness. Once you get into it, you cannot back out from it or else it would be really bad. That sounds great. I do have another follow-up question. Um, Grace, I don't want to take up too much time, but, um, you know, if, if I think um, we talked about this before, but I was curious. So once you start a cigar, are you, do you have to smoke it in its entirety or can you kind of pause and put it out and revisit it later? So there's two answers to that questions, right? You really coming down to the urgency of the matter. When you light up a cigar, you are doing a time commitment to yourself to slow yourself down. So which means that this is a time for you to enjoy while you're doing your work or for yourself or self-reflection. However, there will be time that things come up that you might have to attend to. Now, there's two ways you can do this. One, leave the cigar on the ashtray, walk out to attend those things. If that thing is something that you can be done in a short while, come back to the cigar and light it up again. What you do not want to do is to get a cutter like this to cut down the part that's burning and then try to go ahead and take the cigar in your pocket and then walk out, get your things done and try to light up the cigar hours after. You will feel that you're simply just drawing on the dry leaves. So it's no different than picking up a leaf on the floor and just light it up and smoke it because the fire in the cigar is not just appearing on the ash. It goes into the cigar itself. So the heat is not, it's like a little tunnel inside the cigar. So when you decide to go ahead and cut it down, you interrupt the process. So which means that even though you cut off the, the burning part, the heat is still in there, which has toasting down the whole thing. Your flavor is completely off at that time. You always have a saying is you want to put up a cigar, let it die with dignity put on the ashtray, walk away. No one's gonna judge you about that. What we will judge you is that you cut the cigar down and then try to bring it home with you. And that's a completely different story. That's how we judge you at that time. It's like, what's this guy doing? I see. If you guys wanna know the basic portions, a lot of people have always asked about, okay, cigar, is it just as easy as go to a store, buy a stick, and then just smoke in? There's actually a lot of accessories that go with this thing. But it all come down to, how you want to enjoy it. 
So if you guys want to, um, I can go ahead and demonstrate some basic knowledge 101, just to get somebody to start it. If you want to start owning a cigar or start collections, or a few things that you really need. Sounds good? Yeah. So when you think about cigar, what do you need to light up a cigar? Fire, right? There's three things that you can do. One, match. Match is a fantastic way. A lot of old timers in the cigar lounge always judge me for using a torch. You say, oh, you can only smoke cigar with matches. That's not true, okay? That's 1900. But if you're in an indoor environment like a cigar club, it is very, very good to take the advantage of no wind to light up a match. Normally to light up a cigar, it takes a lot longer than lighting up a cigarette. So the match is much longer. And normally they will prepare a cigar for you. It's as easy as taking a stick and do this. Now, the second way to light up a cigar is using a torch. Torch is, this is normally what people use. Torch itself has a much crazier fire at 1400 or more Celsius when you burn. So which means that it is giving a much higher fire and is wind resistance. If you're smoking outside, torch is a great way to do so. And also a lot of time, torch is the easiest way to toast your cigar in a short time and start smoking it. And some people prefer a soft flame or normal lighter, like Zippo lighters, but you wanna make sure you don't use the one that comes with a gasoline taste. You don't wanna go ahead and get a taste contact into it. And you light out that what the soft flame with it. You take a little longer time, but it's more reliable than match. It doesn't burn your head. So that's the first part because you cannot smoke a cigar without fire. So once you get the fire part setting away, you gotta find your cutter. This is the most basic things, which is the gelatin. How you normally do it is that when you look at the cigar, today I'm gonna go ahead and take the opportunity to smoke what we call a Macanudo Cafe, which is one of the mild cigar, really good for a beginner. This being ranked as best cigars for beginners 2021 because it's mild, it's easier to taste. So Macanudo, if your grandfather smokes cigar, they smoke Macanudo. Because back in the old time, there's only three, four cigar brands out there. Cohiba, Monte Cristo, Macanudo, et cetera. When you use a cutter, you cut right, don't too much, right over here, right on the tip part. If you see there's a wrapper that there's a particular session that they designed for you to cut on the line for. That's one way to cut a cigar. What I like the most is that there's different ways for you to enjoy it. Second way is to use a V cutter. So when you cut a cigar, you have a V shape at the end, giving you a bigger dimension to draw on so you can have a bigger and more easier draw. And the third one that you saw most people do in the world is called puncher. Puncher is a little cap like this on the V cutter. Just stick this to the very end and create a little hole. And that's it. The puncher are not so useful for a big gauge cigar. Basically means that if the cigar is like super big, you get like a little hole, it's gonna take you a while to smoke that thing. That's why when you have a bigger cigar, I always prefer to use a V cutter, but sometimes it's too big for V cutter, I just go use a gelatin. But for this one, I'm just gonna go ahead and do a V cutter so you guys can see how it will look like at the end. Sounds good? Sounds good. So you see that it's actually a V cut. Oh, you guys yeah. see it? Mm -hmm. So you have a, instead of just a one flat dimension to draw on, you have an inside and come out from the inside. So that's the basic accessory for cigars to start off with, right? Now, how do I light this? You torture first. You first of all, you roll it around. You don't smoke right away. You wanna make sure that you get a toast a little bit. 
you can do what we call a dry draw just to, before he's got fully light up. There's no smoke at this time, he's not fully lit, but you can start tasting some nuttiness, earthiness from the wrapper, a little oily, and then you do this. Now, right off the bat on the first straw for Marconudo Cafe, you can see that the dark chocolate, about 85% of it, it's really normal that you feel a little biting on the tongue on the first straw. A lot of them will get a little better as he goes by. A little nuttiness, earthy. And it's actually a very easy draw. So it's very smooth. Give you some creaminess. It's almost like you're finishing a cream puff. You put it down and you still feel that there's some residual cream left in your mouth. And that's what this particular things do. It's an easier way to get into the cigar if you don't want any special flavor infused. You just want to get the tobacco itself. So that's just basic on that side. So far, so good? Yeah. Any other question you guys have? So how long would it take, I guess, an average person to smoke the cigar you're um, explaining to us now? So for this particular cigar, this, is, this will take me about probably an hour to 20 minutes to finish. Depends if I have a company or not. If I don't have a company, I smoke by myself, probably about an hour to 10 minutes. If I'm enjoying your conversations, probably about an hour to 25 minutes or so. It all depends on three factors is how often do I smoke? How is the draw? Like, am I getting enough flames into the cigar? And how is the burn? Burn means that in this side, do you see if this is actually all razor sharp or is like some part is longer, some part is shorter. That's what we call bad burn, means that it's not evenly wrapped correctly. And how many sizes of cigars are there? There is plenty because every year somebody always come up with a new cigar size. But I, even for me, I had to go ahead and get a cheat sheet out, which I did, just to go ahead making sure I have this all down. So how many cigar sizes do we have in there? With my pictures on that portion. So far, there is about eight normally well-recognized cigar sizes, starting from the longest one, which is what we call Churchill. Now take a wild guess who we named that sizes after. Winston Churchill. He actually smoked it so much that he actually have his own size, which is one of the longest ones. Churchill size normally is about 17 times 60, big and long, that's why you normally say. But there's other cigar in the world most popular cigar sizes is uh, Belisco. In US is Robusto, which is a slightly fatter, a little longer. And then it all depends on the shape itself and how you like to enjoy, of course. But there's really no judgment. The sizes, like when you get a particular, like Macanudo Cafe, it comes in different sizes. I just prefer to be in a longer size. But some people actually have this just in the normal Robusto size. All right, Grace, how about you? Have you any kind of questions for me that I can help you out I with your do. project? I have a couple of questions. I have a couple of questions, and this kind of goes into something that you um, were explaining to us the other yeah. day when we were considering having pop-ups, and then we real well, actually, I realized that they can't really give out samples for obviously regulatory reasons, but you mentioned that there is a way for people to sample how it would taste based on what their preferences are. So they typically would have chocolate or butter or honey. Can you describe a little bit how that works? 
So there's different ways that a lot of time in a regulatory environment like this, they can let you touch the tobacco leaf. It's definitely not illegal for you to touch the leaf and smell the leaf on your hand. That's completely fine. Just don't light it up and smoke it. But if there's a particular iconic type of scent, just like we described earlier, like what Joy likes, right? Honey, chocolate. Then I will go ahead and just chop them up in little pieces, blend them together and let you just take a spoon of it. And see, and then you hold it in your mouth. You can either swallow it, spit it out, and then tell you how you feel. That will pretty much mimic how cigar feels. And that's what a lot of people are doing just to go ahead and get you into the experience of it. Because think about it is, is that cigar is just tobacco leaves chopped up, put into a tobacco leaf as a binder, and putting another tobacco leaf as a wrapper. 100% natural. So what is the difference in chopping up different ingredients that have different tastes? And then let you just take a spoonful of it all together as a blend and see how you like about it. And is this common at, at different uh, stores or shops at this time? It's more or happening in the educational events because cigar world do a lot of things to push away the stigma of this is bad for your health. This is no, this is a different type of a lifestyle. So it required a lot of educations. They require a lot of uh, knowledge passion. So you will see that happening in a lot of seminars talking about cigars, not typically into a smoking event, but there's definitely conventions like that, that allow you to really enjoy it. Normally the convention will hold in places that law is not existing. Yeah, Atlanta City, Las Vegas, but Las Vegas right now, we have uh, the events coming up that all we really worship is called the Big Smoke. It happening in November in Las Vegas that where the top 20 cigar maker in the world will have a convention. You have seminar, you have smoking, and you can buy premium cigars before you even hit the shelves. That's so fascinating. Thank you. I have so a completely me... unrelated question um, uh, that came up when I was doing the research for our project. So I understand that it's possible to save these for a certain number of years and you can still smoke them. Is there like a time limit for that? Do they ever expire? Cigar is like a living organism. You have to know how to treat them. Sometimes I feel like I'm a farmer because I always control the humidity of my humidor. I had to put a little drop of waters. This is all tobacco leaves, right? A lot of them have been sitting in barrel for three years before they even got wrapped up in the cigars. The key is to keep the, the tobacco, the cigar beetles out. So there's no bugs in there and the humidity to keep the leaves dry. You can keep this up to three, four, five years. That's all possible. One of the most iconic cigars I ever smoked is in Davidoff, London, where they actually hold the Romeo and Juliet Cuban cigars in 2013. And they have been holding the humidor. And I smoked this in 2020. Just imagine that part. And that cost me a lot of money too. But however, it was an experience that is hard to find. And a lot of my cigars here have been in my humidor for a year, a little bit more. What's the ideal temperature? Is there one for every cigar or does it vary based on, you know, type? It's really very based on where you are and what type of humidor you have, right? But the rule of thumb that people like to go off by is 70-70. 70 degrees Fahrenheit and 70% humidities inside the cigar, not the humidor itself. There's a, there's a way for you to test the RH, which is a real humidity inside the cigar. If you can keep at 70, 70, 
you're good. But if you are living in Louisiana, like your humidity is already at 85%, you have to find ways to keep humidity out, right? Instead of putting more water, you're taking more things to get the water out. But you are in California with a 900 year drought. That's a completely different story. I can put an entire tank of fish in there and it's still gonna show up only 40% humidity. So there's a lot of different things that we actually use in cigar world to make this happen. One of the best inventions that was created in the recent world is called the Boveda pack. This little pack is a two-way humidity control. It's liquid inside or liquidized gel. You will keep the humidity right at the perfect 65 to 70%. If you feel it's too much, you will suck the humidity out. If it feels too little, you will give it out. So most cigar lovers just put one pack. One pack can last for 25 cigars. So if you have two packs for 50 cigars humidor, it's called Boveda, right? Which is B-O-V-E-D-A, just in case my spelling went bad in the past 10 minutes. And there are different type of uh, Boveda bag, depends on the sizes of your humidor. So you can buy one that, like the one that I have will give me perfect 70%. But if you have a big giant tank of cabinet of cigars, then you wanna go ahead and get something stronger. But that's how we do it. And you just have to throw it in there every three months, four months, you throw another pack in there. When you, when you stop becoming all jelly, become all hard as a rock, get another one and put it in there. So it's a great business model for them because we have to keep buying it. Very smart for them. And why is it this different than the normal humidifier? The normal humidifier uses sponge or those humidifier uh, crystals. You can get mold. Once you get mold, your entire cigar collection is gone. Oh no. That happened to me before. I have a cheap humidifier in the humidor and then I always watch my humidity. But why I didn't realize that inside this humidifier, when I open up, little white spots is in there. And white spots means more. And now every single cigar I have, I have some really good things. It's all down the drain because we want to smoke a moldy cigar, right? It's not healthy. It's definitely not healthy for you anyway, I think. At this time, this is a really good burn, right? As you can see, it's not razor sharp, but it's all in one line. Imagine how the ash is designed in this way. And you hold close to an inch of ash without even falling. So one thing that stigma is, don't do this, the cigarettes. You don't do that. The ash, you want to hold it as long as possible because it cool your cigar down. The last thing you want to is a cigar burn too fast and create an internal flame like we discussed earlier. And also you can see the compensations. And you keep the fire up a little bit more. And sorry, Grace, I know you have a question earlier. No, that's okay. Actually, you just reminded me about a, another thing that I read about. Um, my my first question was about collecting items related to like the cigar world. Do people collect the boxes and do they collect the cutters? Hundred percent. Like auction. Um, depends on the sentimental value. This is why I always say, for example, all my torch cutter my enhancer, my nub, is all from the same brand called Sci-Fi because I believe in their brand and I will only buy whatever they produce. And whatever they produce, I buy. So that's really a bad karma. But cigar boxes on the other hand, for example, this is one of my special price, a real Cuban cigar, Monte Cristo number two. Oh, this wow. itself. That's amazing. I don't know if you guys can see it, but we got 10 yeah. more minutes left, but yes. Oh, wow. If you have a box like this, you keep it. Even though French government will put down ugly pictures for you, you really want to go ahead and have this type of experiences on that part, right? And then there are some boxes, they make it very pretty, which is my Dominican boxes right here. They put the entire history of cigars onto the boxes. 
I've seen those now at a wedding that I attended. Yes. So it all depends on the sentimental value. Maybe it's a wedding. Maybe like some boxes have a history. The one I bought is the year that Christopher Columbus discovered Dominican. So they created a particular blend called 1495 with the entire history oh, of it. Wow. Just mm -hmm. for, to remember that particular time that Christopher Columbus went to Dominican and bring all the bad things over, but the good things tobacco. I had a question about pricing. Sure. So, you know, how does it, how does the pricing structure work and, you know, what are kind of the entry points or um, how do the, the prices vary? So cigar aficionados is actually one of the great indicators for what the pricing is. Cigar, like wine or whiskey, just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's good. But what's good will soon become expensive down the line, depends on the popularity, right? You can get into a cigar, a really good one, $2. I see plenty of cigar that's $2, $3. You can get on discount for five bucks. But there are a few companies that last for a long time. The oldest brand, Monte Cristo from Cuba, Cohiba, or you're talking about Macanudo. They have long-standing generation, give you reputational great, great product. Then their pricing line will be at $10. 15 bucks. If you talk about Davidoff, Nicaragua, that thing is gonna be $500 a box for 20 cigars, right? Is it significantly better? No, if you actually went to the factory that makes it, it's the same factory that made this. Davidoff that actually hired the company, La Arara, to blend special brand for their own cigar. And that same factory blend for themselves and blend for other cigar maker. So you can see that it's not the ingredients sometimes that dictates, it's the brand itself. Davidoff, that sounds, resonate to English gentlemen, royalty, Prince uh, Charles, right? Prince William, they only smoke Davidoff. And that's exactly what happened, that's what the pricing up. But every year, cigar aficionados, they populate the top 25 list. And the moment the list is out, we all gonna go ahead and take everything we can find on the shelf. And sometimes supply demands, we take the price. When everybody are scooping up all the shelf, the price goes up as well too, right? Makes sense. So we got about seven minutes left. So I do have my teacher Rita over here. I know that you've been listening to an old guy talking about cigar for the past 30 minutes, but do you have any question for the ladies to see if you wanna go ahead and talk and ask her about how her view on cigar is? Give me one second yes. really quick. Rita, do you mind can borrow you for one second? So Joy, fire away. Any quick question for Rita? Okay. Yeah, I mean, like as a, a female in the industry, I'd love to hear your perspective. I think, you know, Grace and I are curious about you know, your take on Somehow it's breaking a little bit, but but I think I understood the question. Um, so what's the first question? Sorry. I'm curious to hear your take on, you know, how the industry has evolved. Uh, like in, in what sense? Um, you know, I guess who are the consumers now and, um, you know, what are some of the innovations? Like, you know, are there, um, are more and more people kind of open to, um, you know, learning about cigars and, um, you know, how did you get into it? 
Yeah, so I, I got into it kind of accidentally, not that I was cigar smoke. I was smoking cigars, but not not like, you know, on regular basis. And uh, so that was um, 10 years ago, I think. And then I got into one private membership cigar lounge and I was just learning from customers basically at first and from the owner. And so I started to love cigars and how it makes me feel, you know, smoking it. And I realized that there is uh, not enough women actually smoking. And I was always inc- always happy to see a woman in a lounge, you know, who is smoking cigar, just enjoying it. And then I realized that it's also what is missing. Um, the newcomers were to smoke cigars. It seems like cigars lost its, um, you know, the name, so to speak. Um, Because I think it's a great way to relax and it's not that is, you know, dangerous or anything. So, Um, and so great way to socialize as well and meet new people. I always say, you know, cigars bringing people together. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. I have a similar question. How long have you been in this industry? For 10 years. So I took oh, wow. a little break, yeah, I took a little break, and then I, I, I came back, yeah. And do you see, as Joy was asking earlier, do you see that the demographic is changing a little bit at the cigar bars or the clubs that you that you visit? Are there more women who are taking it up now? No, not at all. It's funny that at this, at this lounge, the manager, she's my boss, um, uh, the owner that took after her dad is also a woman, uh, so we all like women here, just surprisingly. But in general, no, I still see a lot of men smoking. I just wonder why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think women is not as confident maybe to just kind of become a member because it seems like it's a man world. And so maybe they just don't feel as confident. Maybe, yeah, you but it's it like, yeah, it's always okay. fascinating how the men is so they like, you know, they like gardeners with cigars. They have the images. They love to talk about it, how much they water mm-hmm. it. It's like, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is fascinating. We're working on the school project and I've learned so much um, just the last couple of days. Oh, but I do notice at least as it pertains to women taking it up, it's very popular at like specific parties or celebrations for specific events. It can be a wedding or it can just be a graduation or anniversary, or just like a dinner party. It seems like it's a very specific type of hobby. People don't, and maybe that's like an entry point and then they, they learn about it. Um, so I, I think that that might be a way, I guess, to to introduce more women in, into it. Could but, um, be, because you see a that, lot of I them. haven't really seen it, but it, yeah. it's very popular at events. Yeah, one minute left. Like yeah. But yeah. thank you. This has been very educational. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall I give it back to Kevin? Thank you. So thank much. you, Rita. It was nice to meet you. Same. Good thank luck, you. ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rita. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. So, lady, as you guys know, that we only have one minute left. But any other question that I can answer for any of you before this whole thing's finished? I mean, honestly, this has been so enlightening. No questions. I'm just sad that we can't be there in person, but we have to do this when the weather's nicer. Absolutely. And like I said, this is a beautiful world to stop into. But I'm yeah. thank you for you guys to invite me today into this talk. And then I'll look forward to talk to you guys more in the future. Now, see you guys next time. Take thank care. Thank you, Kevin. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much.
As we're wrapping up this episode, I want to thank and remind all the listeners that in the description you'll be able to find the overview of our contents, the links to positive news and resources, and most importantly, the show notes that I publish on Medium. Our music are being brought by Scott Holmes from scottholmesmusic.com. And if you have a question for my guests or for myself, please email me at podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com or find me on Instagram or simply by clicking on the voice link in the description. If you find this podcast informative and helpful, please follow and subscribe through your favorite podcast platform and share with someone that you really think this can help. If you want to support, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or simply by clicking on the donation button. Now, we'll see you all next Wednesday. Until then, remember, success without fun never lasts. And fun without success is not really too much fun. So let's have a fun and a successful podcast together.